Do you like wine? Do you like charities? With One Hope Wine, you can do both. One Hope is an award-winning company in California that is built on hope and rooted in purpose. Go to jenandcamsonehope.com or jenandcamsonehope on Instagram for more information. One Hope Wine, changing the world never tasted so good. Today's episode of the Ringside Rant is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition and fitness goals. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about their ingredients. That way you know exactly what is going into your body. No additives means your body gets more of what it needs. And I would suggest checking out the pure powder uh, peanut butter. Absolutely fantastic tasting and it's good for you and you get that mass of muscle back onto your body that you're looking for and get you that extra little bit of energy that you need to get through that workout and get through that day. But if you go over to Naked Nutrition right now, you will get 10% off your first purchase by using the code POD. That's 10% off using the promo code POD pod for first time customers. So head over to nakednutrition.com right now and take advantage of this great, great product. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. This is the heathen Logan Creed and you're listening to Ringside Rant. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ringside Rant and welcome to Ranters Nation. Today I welcome a man that if you're not familiar with, you damn well better should Get used to it. He's the man. He's the myth. He's the legend from MLW, Mr. Logan Creed. What's up? Hey, Welcome man. How are you doing? Good. You know, hanging you. in there, man. It's looking uh, fairly nice down there in Georgia. And, you know, up here, unfortunately, in western New York, it's uh, on and off snowflakes. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's actually almost 70 degrees uh, this morning. So we've had – it's been a – you know, Monday and Tuesday was kind of cold uh, mm-hmm. for us. But it's been a beautiful week, man. We don't really have winter anymore. We have two weeks of it, and then it just goes back to spring. <laughs> yeah, so. you know, it's one of those things, I, like I told you before we started recording, my buddy moved down there a number of years ago, and he's like, yeah, it's hilarious how much, uh, uh, you know, people in the south are, will start freaking out when there's a threat of ice or snow or <laughs> cold weather or whatever. I'm like, uh, we, You know, you talk about quarantine and shutdown. Like, we literally yeah. shut down. The, the yeah. first sign of snow, it's, it's everybody stays home. So. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I drive for a living, and it's uh, it's funny because I'm like, I'll we'll get like a foot of snow. Oh, yeah, you're still driving. Right. <laughs> well, I'm like, whatever. I'm hourly, so it all works better for you. So, That's but no, right. but seriously, thank. I appreciate you spe- or, uh, taking time today and coming on the show. Um, you know, big fan of everything that you've been doing, especially down there in the south, southern uh, southern states with uh, on the independent circuit, and and obviously with MLW now. Um, we we saw the restart with MLW. Um, big, big, it's one of those companies, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they're sleeping on it and they really, they really shouldn't in my eyes, you know, a lot of great talent yourself included in that, in that promotion. Uh, what, you know, what in your eyes, what really sets MLW apart from you know, a lot of these other, you know, these other promotions? 
you know, I think the one thing that, that when I got in the company and, you know, even now, um, they're that underdog company. And I really think that's, I love that because I was kind of that same way in my own career. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're the talent on the, on the, uh, in the locker room is unbelievable, you know, top to bottom. And it's just one of those things that they're grinding through, you know, they didn't really get that opportunity at a huge TV deal right out of the gate, but they've got one, you know what I mean? And, and it's a good TV deal. And you see it even through, you know, this entire year where a lot of places weren't doing anything. And even though we weren't filming, uh, there was still, it was still growing. Um, they were getting new deals and new partnerships. And so it's, there's a lot of buzz about it right now. And I think the hope amongst all of us is that it will continue to grow. And now that we have new eyes that can see the product, that that is only going to just help us build. Yeah. It's uh, when I had, um, I used to have direct TV up here in, in New York and then I switched over to spectrum, which killed me because now I can't get the, uh, the being sports network but now i'm like i i don't care i'll go i'll get the whole cheater box you know don't now i got a, like a cease and desist order at my front door or something coming out <laughs> like, um but no i i literally like i'll go out of my way to watch mlw whether it's on youtube whether it's on being sports or wherever i can get it just because it's just a, such a great product and you know especially now where a lot of you know wrestling promotions are starting to slowly get fans somewhat back into the into the venues, but a lot aren't. And it's just like interesting to see that, you know, that dynamic when you're so used to getting those crowd pops and even with professional sports in general too, but it's just been so affected by it, man. And it's, it's hard to see sometimes, you know? Yeah, no. And it's, listen, it's, it's, it's really weird for us. You know, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but you know, the crowd is such a huge part of what we do. Uh, and you don't, maybe you don't realize it, but I promise that everybody does now who has had to go and, and, and work in front of no one. Um, it, it really makes you realize not just how important they are, but how much a part, you know, the fans are of what we do. And uh, so it's, it's been really different. And, you know, I can't wait for the day that we get arenas filled again. Um, I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be like the first time all over, you know what I mean? It's going to really feel special because it's been so long and, you know, it's been nice that some of the uh, independent shows, you know, they're doing the best they can uh, to get as many people in as they can. And so that's been nice to have that and be able to, you know, be able to have the fans there to see, you know, the matches again. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, that time. And I know it's going to take time, but it'll come when we're able to pack the arenas out again. Yeah. It's interesting to see because I talked to a friend of the show who's been on the show before, uh, Mr. Colin West from Synergy Pro Wrestling up in uh, Jersey, up by me here. And it's just interesting to see the different side of the coin, whether, you know, whether being like an in-ring talent or him being an owner and booker, it's like, okay, you got to got this hoop to jump through and this hoop to jump through. And right. I'm like, I tell, I tell him every, every show, I'm like, I don't know how the hell you did it, but you did it. And it, it went off without, right. a, without a hit. But, you know, obviously with, you know, George, state of Georgia and the state of uh, New Jersey and New York are two totally different animals. Cause I don't think, you know, we've, 
I work for uh, do backstage interviews and ring announcing for uh, Upstate Professional Wrestling here in Rochester, and we haven't ran a show since uh, St. Patrick's Day since everything right. happened. Just because it's just like you have the New York State Commission, as I'm sure you know, it's just so stringent on certain things. Right. And it's like, and that's oh, what man. you know. Georgia Georgia really doesn't have that, mm-hmm. and you know, and so it's it's really up to the promoters that you know are running the show what kind of stipulations they're going to put in place. And so, you know, and then that of course goes into, you know, what's safe and what's not. And then you get a lot of back and forth on social media about, you know, what show you should do, what show you shouldn't do because of the, the restrictions and, and the things that they're taking, you know, the, what they're doing to make sure everyone's safe. So, um, but I will say for the most part, you know, the people who are running, uh, you know, they're making people wear masks. Uh, they're, they're separating people in the crowd. They're only putting the limited amount, in the building so they don't you know they won't put any more than that in the building um matt with action wrestling is doing a great job with that you know and he's charging a little more for tickets but he's still selling out with as many as he can get because people want to come people want to see the shows so you know i applaud the guys for doing that and i applaud them for for like you said the stress of having to deal with all that just to put on a show so we're have somewhere to work yeah, you've seen a lot like action. Like you, I'm glad you brought that up. Action's been one of them. Uh, Synergy's one of them. Even you go a little higher up with um, Warrior out of Chicago area. They're doing obviously this time of year up in here in the north. You can't really do outdoor shows anymore. But right. they, they were doing the football stadium shows, and you know you could see them. You know, you know six feet apart and social distancing and all that stuff. But it's just like, unfortunately, I think it's going to be one of those new normal things where it's like I think it's going to be you know, here, unfortunately, for a little bit longer until they start figuring out this, uh, you know, this vaccine that's supposed to be coming out within the next uh, number of months or year or whatever the case may be. So, right. Now, you know, news came out, I believe, earlier this past week of a potential MLW, AEW uh, working together, Um, whatever aspect that may be. Um, Do you down the line obviously with everything the way it is are you in favor of promotions going and cross promoting kind of uh way or do you kind of just want to say hey let's you know let's see where we go on our own first and then we'll try it i i leave that up to bigger minds than mine um you know it's not i'm not in the business aspect of of either company enough to know if it benefits or hurts us um, but I know that people like court and, you know, they're not doing anything that's not going to be a benefit to the finances of the business. Um, you know, so as far as that goes, I, it's, it's either way for me, you know, if it, if it, if it's going to help us, I'm all for it. Uh, if it's going to hurt us uh, or hurt our guys, then no, I, I don't, I would rather not. Um, and you know, I don't know how many times, you know, you've seen that kind of scenario play out. Uh, nine times out of 10, one or the other side doesn't really get helped by it. So um, it is what it is. You know, I, I if, if we do it great um, and then we'll, we'll make it happen. Uh, if not, then we'll keep pushing forward with what we're doing. Right. Now we saw you debut with MLW debuted with dynasty. Um, one of those things where, you know, I think at that point, I th- I don't remember, was uh, MJF officially was he with AEW when he started, or was he still there? He, he had already started. Uh, he had started doing shows, but he still had a few more dates left with MLW. Yeah. So, 
I found it interesting that uh, to get you associated with them right off. The, I dug it, but I'm like, huh. It may, it kind of makes you think, and then you know, kind of turn turn the other side on it, and then <laughs> kind of broke away from it. Um, do, are we gonna see? Like, I would love love to see the uh, yourself and the uh, I'll call him the AirPod King himself. Um, <laughs> you know, face off. Is there, you know, this, like I said before, this roster is just endless talent on this roster. You know, what, you know, who are a couple of those guys that, you know, you have your eyes on to say, Hey, I really want to, you know, get a program with him or at least have a match with him. Um, definitely holiday, mm -hmm. uh, Hammerstone and Fatu are, are probably just because I love big guy, you know, those big man matches. Um, even David Boy Smith Jr., who, you know, he's not a small guy, man. Um, and, you know, Loki, got it literally, I, there's nobody there I wouldn't, I don't want to have a match with. Um, so it, it's, just, yeah, it, I, I can't just pick one or two. Mm -hmm. um, I literally, because you got a whole roster full of guys that I've never worked with. And that was the most exciting part about walking in that locker room was looking around and realizing, first of all, I didn't know anyone. And second of all, I'd never worked with anybody there. Now, when you get in a locker room, like you say, where you don't really don't know anybody that well or at all, you know, how do you, you know, how do you just go about it? Do you just kind of just be yourself and kind of, hey, how you doing? Do the handshake, meet your, meet each, meet everybody, or is it kind of, you have different ways of doing it? I, you know, yeah, I mean, I just me, you know what I mean? I just, yeah. it's, I treat it like a business. I treat it like a job. Uh, and if you think about it like a job, when you start a new job, you know, it takes a few days to get acquainted with people in the office right mm -hmm. um so it's no different you know i don't go in and try to to make a scene or you know or do anything different than who i am mm -hmm. uh because i know my work's going to speak for itself and once they see that and and it it played out to be true uh then i'm kind of welcome into the fold you know what i mean mm -hmm. so I, I don't worry about stuff like that i let the work that i do speak for itself now i first saw you uh, you know, through other other promotions, but the main promotion I've seen you through in the past was NWA Wildside. Okay. What a banger of a promotion that! What? Well, I because it, it's under a different name now, right? Right. It's Anarchy. Anarchy. Okay, that's what I thought. How you know that was just a banger of a you know guts and you know blood and guts kind of promotion. How? Do you think a lot of those promotions, independent promotions, that's really what they, especially down south, that they want to kind of model, model themselves after? Hey man, I'm gonna tell you, it's changing around here, and and I'm I like it uh, because you're right. For a long time, well, I guess probably since the early 2000s and maybe before when Bill Barons was running NWA Wildside, and you know you had AJ and you had Our Truth and you had all these guys coming through there. Like literally everybody was coming through uh, Wildside and then moving on to the next phase in their career, which was normally, um, you know, getting contracted. So uh, everybody was trying to model themselves after Wildside. And it was a very Southern blood and guts, um, you know, heel, babyface storylines. That's the promotion it was. And, and in the South, you know, that's more predominant in the South than it is other places. You know, you don't have a lot of the, the places that are going to just appreciate a good wrestling match. 
they want to see a story. And that's just a Southern wrestling thing. You know, it's just the way it is. But you're seeing now where there's, there's a new breed of fans that are coming out and act, we go back to, I go back to action wrestling, um, you know, in Southern honor wrestling, like the, these fans are a little smarter to the business. Uh, they're a little more appreciative of, you know, the, the athleticism of the wrestling. And so it's not as much about the storyline for them is they just want to come watch a performance. And, you know, I know people hate those words to be used, but, you know, let's be honest that that's, there's, there's lots of different types of wrestling now. And you just either have to accept that or, or get mad about it and bitch about it. <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. But no, you're seeing more of that down here now. And, and I like that, you know, I, uh, you know, the action show that I did the first one, uh, I'd never had a standing ovation from a crowd after a match. And uh, it, it kind of took me back. Like it was, it, it was, it was cool. You know, it was felt good because I was like, okay, these people appreciate you know, what, what they saw. And, and so that was a cool experience. And, um, but like I said, I still love a good storyline because that's what wrestling is. And you've got to have it if you're going to run a weekly TV show. And, you know, you see, that's why guys that get to that level, they don't really, you know, you don't really see a, their career take off and everybody questions, well, I don't understand why they didn't, you know, they didn't do better when they were there. Well, because that's, they were only ever a good match guy. They didn't really know how to tell a story. Yeah, that's especially in the independent circuit. That's so hard to do now because there's so many moving parts. You, you could even go before this whole pandemic happened. There's just so many moving parts on the independent circuit because you could have, you know, X, Y, Z be here one month and then the next month somebody else will be here. So it's kind of hard to do that sometimes. But a lot of these promotions now actually, like you said, action being one of them, synergies another. It's just like where you get these, these, these storylines because it's the same people every time every show and it's just it's great to see for me because independent wrestling now is just so booming from what it used to be right um, yeah yeah there's so many places to work so many good promotions to work for and more importantly you know you think about iwtv and fight tv and, and we're out there you know people can see it and they can watch it and if it's being promoted right you know you're not it's not just the 100 people that are maybe in the crowd that night it's the 1500 to 2000 or however many that are watching it online when it premieres. And then, then it's just there in a the library to be watched anytime you want. Yeah. Um, when I started wrestling, that was, <laughs> we never imagined that was a possibility. We were still sending VHS tapes out to try to get booked at a show, <laughs> you know? <And> so <clears throat> yeah, I'm that old. Um, but no, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we were doing our guys were doing when I started training was, was, you know, getting somebody to film their match with a VHS, VHS you know, recorder and then sending this to a promotion. And then you just kind of hope that somebody watched it. You had no clue. It wouldn't let me hit you up on Facebook and, you know, and say, Oh yeah, I got your video. Uh, and we watched it. No, you may never hear a word. Mm -hmm. So. Well, for, for those listeners that are too young to know what a VHS <laughs> tape is, go throw it in your Google machine and you can figure it out what it is there because <laughs> That was because that's when I started watching a lot of the independents because I'm 36. So I ended up watching and I, I've told the story before. I've seen uh, guys like on the AEW, like uh, Eddie Kingston live on the independent circuit up here in Buffalo. I've seen, um, well, Braxton Sutter, he's the blade now, but 
it's just, you know, you meet these guys and they just couldn't be as humble, but it's like, okay, now you see them, you know, doing what they do best on these promotions. But yeah, you just see these tape trading and you go back. The first tape <laughs> I had was uh, um, my buddy when I was my son's age eight, you know, we watched, you know, all these old WrestleManias, you know, WrestleMania seven with uh, Slaughter and Hogan. And my buddy used to go and he'd buy his parents would buy the pay-per-view. And he had, a, I guess you could, for better use of terms, you could call it a burner now, but um, he would tape over the film yeah. and record it. And then he'd, and then he'd rent it for back, Christ, that was what, early 90s. <laughs> he'd rent it for like 50 cents a pop at school or something. He'd make a killing for, well, yeah. for that, that age, it's just like, now it's like, okay, you just plug it in your phone, your computer or whatever. And right. it's right there. It's like, oh, man, I'm like, I, I, I catch myself so many times now with my son saying, well, back when I was watching this, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't want to be that father. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it's great how you see that trans transition between now I get to see the looks on my son's eyes when he's watching wrestling, where my dad could look at me at the same, same thing. It's just weird. And I'm sure, right. and I'm sure like I said, you're probably the same way, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. My, uh, you know, my, my youngest son, the two-year-old, um, he watched, you know, that's the, like one of the only things that will slow him down and just stop him, uh, is wrestling. If, if wrestling's on or if I'm watching a match, um, especially if I'm watching my own match, he, uh, <laughs> the only problem is that once it's on, he thinks we've got to watch it 10 or 15 times in a row, which I'm all for putting myself over, but even <laughs> I get tired of watching myself, uh, but he will pitch a bit because he, he wants to watch it again and again and again. So he's already, you know, he's already starting to grasp, uh, you know, wrestling and, and understand it. And, you know, I see him pick it up on things, which is, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but, uh, but, but no, he, he, he's going to love it too. I see it already. Um, and he's probably going to be bigger than I am, which is a scary thought. Yeah. You know, and, and on, on that aspect, how do you really, and you may not have the right answer or an answer for this, but how do you, you know, separate, you know, yourself as a father and then, you know, turn that switch to, you know, the heathen, you know, how do you explain, you know, how do you explain that to your kids? You know? Yeah. I, I don't, mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know how much I separate the two anymore. Right. Uh, I, I think, I, you know, I mean, obviously there's parts of being a father that, that don't bleed over. Uh, and, and, you know, I try to teach, you know, right and wrong. And, I, and I'm trying to raise them to be, you know, good people and good men because they're going to be men one day. And I want them to, to treat, you know, I want them to be men, you know, and, and, and I have my own definition for that. I won't go into it. But, right. um, you know, I think they get it. They understand what it is and what it is I do. And we've taught, we've had those conversations and, you know, they're still young, you know, nine, seven and two years old, uh, you know, the older boys, it's still real to them sometimes, you know, and it's still depending on what the match is, you know, some of these blood and guts matches, you know, they see me, you know, pouring blood and, and it's still scary, you know, to a kid, mm -hmm. regardless of how many times you tell them it's a show. Right. Um, but for the most part, they, they seem to get it and understand it and understand that, that when I'm out there, that's different than dad. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that that's a different person. 
Um, and, and it's cool, really cool is to go to school or, you know, go talk to teachers and hear them talk about how they talk about me there because, you know, they would, they never put me over to my face. Um, but to go and, and have in, and hear how much they talk about me there lets me know that I'm doing something right. Right. Yeah. Cause so many times you see a lot, you know, a lot of, a lot of parents are trying to, you know, even though like my son trying to explain, okay, this is this way. And then this is a character, but it's like, okay, it's just like, I can't imagine, like I said, being, being in your shoes, trying to say, okay, this is why, I, this is why daddy's uh, busted open, or this is why you know, daddy can't, you know, I can't feel my back or my back's tight or whatever. But yeah, it's just, I like to, you know, when I know, you know, people that I've had on the show that I know they have kids or whatever, I like to get that aspect because it's totally different each and every time that I've asked that question. Yeah. It's totally there's different. No, well, the, the beauty of it is, is I've, you know, people that don't have kids have asked me, you know, like, man, I just don't think I can have kids. You know, I'm not ready. I, the only answer to that is you're never ready. Yeah. You're never yeah. ready. There, there's no way to be ready for it because every experience is different. You know, every child is different because everybody is different. We're all individuals. Yeah. And I think that's the most, that's the biggest thing we forget is that we're, we're creating an individual, a, a person who's going to have their own way of thinking and their own way of doing things. Um, and, and you're never, you're just not ready for it. You don't ever know what to expect. It's a new adventure every day with kids because you don't ever know what they're going to say. You don't ever know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of roll with the punches, man. Like, like we said, you call it in the ring. You just, you call, you call it daily. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. And it's like, it, my, my wife always yells at, or not yells at me. Well, probably yells at me. I don't know. Anyways, um, <laughs> she's like, because I like to plan stuff on. I'm like, okay, I know when this is going to happen, this is going to happen. She's like, just go day by day. I'm like, all right, fine. And then it, it's funny because then I'll say like wrestling lingo or something. Hey, let's call it a ring or hey, you popped me or whatever. That popped you. She's like, she just shakes her head and walks away. Um, but you no, know, we, we've been married almost, we'll be married 11 years in October. And it's like, she's used to this stuff by now where she's used to waking up on a Saturday or Sunday morning and me up watching new Japan at like four 30 in the morning. She's like, what are you doing? I'm right. like, I'm, I'm watching wrestling. She's like, where is it? Yeah, watching wrestling. I'm like Japan. She's like, sighs <laughs> and just walks back to bed. But uh, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's just that thing where you get so much out there now where you, you get, you can watch from the UK, Japan, you know, all these great countries and it's just unreal. Now, are you, looking for that time when you can go overseas or, or you just basically, you know, obviously you can't now, but you know, down the road, what have you, when it's a, when it's a, a lot, when you're allowed to, are you looking to go? Overseas oh, yeah. or you're just staying uh, domestic here. hundred percent. No, no, no. I want to go overseas. Um, uh, the, one of the funniest things is that through my time in the business, anybody that I've met, who has been overseas or even promoters, you know, things like that. People that watch um, New Japan and things like that. The first thing they always say to me is like, man, you should be in New Japan. Like you, they would, they would love you over there just because of my size. So that's an experience I want to have. And like you, I was a fan. I have been a fan since the VHS tape days. Um, and I've watched it and used to, we used to order them and, and wait weeks at a time to get the tapes in and, and then we'd watch them. Um, so I've always been a fan of Japanese wrestling. Um, and I, I really, you know, that's one of those bucket list things that I really want to do and accomplish in my career. 
Yeah, it's funny because, you know, like you said, tape trading, it's like when a, you know, back in the day when you had Blockbuster, you know, you had these people that would actually, they had my number, like on speed dial, they'd call me when new stuff would come <laughs> in for rent because they knew I'd come in and rent it. I'd watch it. And it's just, like I said, now it's so different, but so the heating character that we, that you have, that you play right now, you know, you're, I know you're a huge horror film fan. Was that, you know, something that you saw in a movie or something like an aspect you saw in a movie or, or TV show that you said, Hey, I want to, you know, make this a character, make, you know, that a character. I think, uh, you know, Logan Creed, the heathen, all of that is just, it's literally, it's really every aspect of my life kind of rolled into one thing. And I mean that by saying, you know, I was a wrestling fan growing up and, you know, people like the Road Warriors and Sting, like they were my favorites. And then I was a huge comic book nerd. And so, you know, that was another aspect. And then I was an athlete, you know, I played college football and I wrestled in college. So I really just took all of those things and created what I envisioned myself is as if, if I was a superhero, if I was, a, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I got. You know, I designed the gear. Um, I kind of just come up with the look for the face paint on my own. Uh, I didn't really, I just kind of pulled from all aspects of the things that I love. And, and this was the, uh, this is what I got. You know, and, and you see, for those of, uh, you know, the listeners that haven't, you know, aren't familiar with the face paint, face paint gimmick that you have, you know, and it changes every show. Are you looking, like I said, are you different designs kind of thing? Like, uh, or are you just kind of staying, like you said, with the Road Warriors, the, you know, the red and the black? Yeah, no, it's just always pretty much black. Um, yeah. And it, it, I, I'm not looking, it's, it's kind of, I kind of look at it like a war paint thing. You know, I don't think it's necessarily um, a meaning. There's no meaning behind it or why I do it. It's except for it's the person I see when I look in the mirror. You know, mm -hmm. it's that inward coming out. And and that's really what it is. Now, you mentioned comic books. Are you a uh, Marvel or DC guy or independent at this point? Uh, I'm probably more Marvel than DC. Okay, although That's, uh, that's why I wore that. <laughs> DC's, you know, DC is a little, uh, I think, more adult-oriented sometimes. Yeah. Uh, especially the the movie, you know, the film series. Um, but uh, but now I definitely lean more towards Marvel. Um, a lot of the guys in locker rooms, especially down here, they literally just call me Thanos. So, uh, <laughs> That's not a bad thing, you know. Just just tell them to start paying the royalty checks on that, you know. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. But now, because it was always, you know, since I've been watching your stuff, I'm like, oh, man, that character, your character, the heathen character, would look so good, like, in a, Mar in a Marvel or DC, you know, whether it be a comic book or one of these films. Right. You, you know, nowadays, you know, you get all these people that, you know, Cody Rhodes just did it, where he's finally trademarked and all that stuff. Are you looking to, like, down the road, if you haven't already, you know, trade that, trademark that so you can, you know, go like you said you've done acting before you can take that character into acting yeah no it, it already is uh yeah. i did actually did it last year so now is that something that you want to do take that character into acting you know well i already have uh you yeah. know we they they gave they gave logan creed credit uh for the movie i did last year right um for the horror movie so yeah you know and i've looked in unfortunately you know this year i had I was supposed to meet 
with uh, some people in the movie industry and really kind of take a next step at pursuing that uh, on, a, on a bigger you know, scale than, than before. Um, and then unfortunately everything that happened, it kind of put it on the back burner. Right. Um, but you know, that's something I'm still going to look into doing because I enjoyed it. It was, it was a great experience. Um, and, and it was something that I had never done before, uh, and literally walked in and, and did a great job at it and, uh, and was told to, to, you know, keep myself on because they would want me again. So, um, yeah, really cool experience. Something I've never really done before, never really tried before, but um, it's it's honestly a little easier uh, than than wrestling because they, you can do retakes. <laughs> so, uh, so it's a good thing, was, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, oh yeah, we can do this again. Great, let's do it again. I didn't like that. So, um, no, that was it. Was cool. It was a really cool experience. Like I said, they were super happy. Uh, I don't know if they knew what to expect because they kind of just, they literally pulled me off the wall. And what I mean by that is when they went to the venue where they wanted to film, uh, my poster was on the wall. The director saw me and was like, man, I want that guy for this part. And that's how it happened. Yeah. Cause you see a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, on the a bigger, the bigger promotions or what have you, a lot of them are taking that cross branding over to the, the film whether they be independent films or series or what have you, uh, are you, you know, obviously we got the, you know, the, the movie career there. Are you, do you think that could trans, trans, uh, transmit over to like a TV series? If something like, like I said, for example, something like, uh, the boys or something. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, anything like that. And I'm, I'm in such a great place, uh, for, for TV and film. Uh, being in Georgia because there's so much happening for film in Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, you know, especially up and around Atlanta. So it's, there's endless opportunity there. You know, I have friends who, who that's all they do for a living right now is they just do extra and stand in stuff for film up in Atlanta. So there's definitely an opportunity there for me. Um, and like I said, once the time is right and everything is, is kind of back to normal, um, I'm definitely going to be pursuing that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people that we've seen pursuing, we saw um, Sasha Banks do it, is go over to the, um, the acclaimed series of The Mandalorian, um, right. which <laughs> I, like, I tell myself, like, but there's like four episodes out now, you better catch up with season two. <laughs> um, it just, it, I know it, how you feel because I've got to catch up too and it's driving me crazy. And it just, you can't because everybody on you know, buddies of mine or message me or something in like a discord service or online on Twitter or whatever. Hey, you got this happened. I'm like, shut up. Don't tell me. <laughs> like I just finished the fourth episode. Cause I like how they're doing where they're doing like one episode a week, kind of like a series instead right. of wait, what they did just with season one, just, you know, kind of drop it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always, like I said, I grew up a star Wars fan. So I, I love seeing, you know, the different aspect of it in the right. other side of it. Um, is that and what a great I'm, I'm a huge star wars guy so yeah. I, the mandalorian is i really hope that this is like the new you know normal for star wars because what an amazing show you know and it's really i think it's it's gave life back to star wars in general because i i, I really enjoyed the new movies uh i know you know a lot of people didn't a lot of people had their own opinions about it but now with that all over, we get a fresh start. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and I think this is that fresh start and you're not seeing people complaining about this. So 
you super know, excited about it. The only I don't know if it's really a complaint or something, but it's just like a lot of people are trying to, to compare the Mandalorian to like the actual Star Wars movies. And I'm like, you can't do that. You, you know, can't do that. Yeah. You, it's two totally different animals, two totally different things. It's like, you know, I, I told them that. I'm like, okay, well, I respect your opinion, but <laughs> it's like you're like comparing, you know, Star Wars fans like that are comparing. It's like comparing wrestling from AEW to WWE. It's like you can't do that or an MLW or like an MLW to a New Japan. or You just can't. It's two totally different things. Right. Um but I'm like, yeah, you just gotta, you, you gotta look at it that way. Oh, you can't, you can't like Mandalorian if you like the Star Wars movies. I, yeah, but then you don't understand half the stuff that's going on. You know? <laughs> um, and it's like, it's, it's funny now because my son got, he's, I don't know why my wife did it, but he actually got two um, Halloween costumes this year. He got the Mandalorian and then I forgot he got another one. He got like a, uh, he got like a Lego thing or something. And I'm like, well, why don't you be Mandalorian? He's like, I wanted you to wear the mask. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but, but yeah. Twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, right. No kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's so fun to see a lot of this because, you, like you said, you see a lot of, like, you being one of them, you see this cross promotion into movies or, fil or movies or TV series or what have you. And it's like, now, now it's cool to be one, a wrestling fan, and two, be a worker in the business because. You know, years ago, you didn't see this crossover into movies. You know, you, you right. saw Logan do it. You saw Piper do it. And then you saw, obviously, you got, you know, The Rock doing it, obviously, now, too. But it's kind of one of those things you don't really see that often back in the day. Right. Well, I think the other thing, too, is like what I was just talking about is um, people in the movie industry now realize that we are already, you know, we have our skill level is above and beyond a lot of people they work with every day. And I'm not trying to say wrestlers are better than actors. That's not, but as far as the people they use for, you know, maybe fight scenes and, and, and like Sasha was in that, you know, and basically the extra spot as for in Mandalorian, we're able to do some of those things without, with little to, you know, no training, extra training needed. And I remember when we were filming this movie last year, we had to actually go in with the stunt coordinator and um, they were teaching these guys how to fall the actors. And, <laughs> and I was just kind of standing there watching. He's like, you want to try it? I was like, well, I mean, I can show you how to do that real quick, but I don't, <laughs> I don't really need, to, I don't really need to. to. And so I, I hit like a few rolls and, and fell and play. he's like, Oh, I was like, yeah. He's like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, he's like, oh, he's like, why did you even come today? So, uh, <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, you know, there's things that we've already kind of got a grasp of and that's, it's beneficial to them because guess what? It saves time and you don't have to be coached a lot. You, you kind of get to walk on set and you kind of know what to do and you do it and, and everybody's happy. You know, another aspect of the business that we've seen um, a lot lately is, especially in AEW, see a lot of independent, you know, wrestlers guys gals what have you one of them down from your area is uh alan angels who's now part of aew in the dark order you know rumor you know you can only believe so many rumors that you see online nowadays with especially in wrestling but you know rumor has it that you know the wwe may be 
doing away with the house shows, which is going to, in my eyes, you know, take away from a lot of guys like yourself, guys like Alan that are, you know, that's their way into, you know, a lot of these promotions, unfortunately, or into the WWE. Um, house shows were always big for me back in the day. You know, you get these, a lot of these dark matches, you see, you see stuff that, you know, you normally wouldn't see when you're on TV, what right. have you. Are you, you know, house shows, are they really, you know, are they as big as we really make them out to be? You know, it, it, that goes back to a business thing. You know, if yeah. it's, if it's not making the, co the company money, then it's definitely a waste of time. And, that, and that's unfortunate to say, you know, I hate to say that because I know as a, as a worker, I want to work. I want to work as much as I can, right? Because I'm getting, that means I'm going to make more money. But if the shows aren't making money, then, then I'm, are you, you know, eventually that it's going to run out. It's going to end. And, um, you know, it, there's so much TV produced now that I feel like that's probably why they're leaning away from doing that. I mean, you saw how bad it had gotten. And I know when they would come through Georgia, mm -hmm. um, I would see some of the shows um, where, you know, local fans that maybe come and watch the independent shows, they would be taking pictures. And I'm like, we had more people at our independent show last weekend mm -hmm. than is at this WWE house show, you know? And I was like, that's mind blowing, you know, but, people just gotten away from it. And I know, like you said, when I was young, we used to love to go to the house shows. That was, that was so much fun. You know, we'd sit ringside and the matches were, were great. They did stuff that they weren't normally doing. Um, and that was, that was so much fun for us. So I don't know what happened. I don't know why that, that changed. Um, but it, you know, it has, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you say that, that was opportunity for guys like us, but you know, now they've got the PC, um, you know, now even AEW, they've got the nightmare factory, uh, which has kind of become their training ground for guys coming in um, officially, unofficially, I think, but uh, you know, that's kind of the way in now. That's the opportunity now mm. is to get that tryout and, and, and then be able to be seen. Uh, you don't really have the, the dark match trial anymore. I think that's just a thing of the past. And it's just one of the things that have evolved over the years. Mm. Now, now with MLW, did they, did they kind of, I don't want to say like a farm system. I don't think that's the right term, but how did you, you know, get that? Did you go in and try out with MLW to meet with court? Did you meet with so-and-so to get in your foot into the door with MLW? Or was it kind of like, Hey, we saw you at action wrestling and we want to bring you in. So, <laughs> I actually, uh, I sent in a resume. I sent in my, I have a resume just in it like any other, for any other job, it's a, um, a resume. And I sent it into their, uh, on their website, uh, probably a year or so before I actually heard from them. Uh, and I can only assume because I still do, I still don't know, but I only assume that either A, they saw that and then had people look into me. Or like you said, somebody saw me in something and, and that's why they reached out. But uh, George Carroll Jr. was actually the first person to reach out to me um, about it. And then from there, uh, MSL and I kind of discussed, you know, the, the contract and, and everything else. Um, and once we reached an agreement, I, I didn't actually meet court until the first show in Orlando. Um, so that's that's kind of how that played out. Like I said, I don't 
I wish it was a better story. I wish it was like this super cool thing where they shot, you know, they <laughs> walked up to me to show. And it's like, man, we want to offer you a contract. No, it wasn't like that. Yeah. Uh, it was literally, it was literally a text message that just asked, Hey, would you be interested in signing with MLW? Right. Hey, um, that works too, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's one of those funny stories when, cause I was, I remember I was in the gym. It was a Saturday morning. I had a show that night uh, and I'm standing there and I look at my phone and I don't recognize the number. And it says, hey, how would you be interested in signing an LW? And I actually laughed, and I sent back, LOL, yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then the next message back was, okay, awesome. Well, are you currently talking to anyone else? And so that was when I was like, wait, what is this? Right, <laughs> so right, I, right. Then I, yeah, so then I asked, and then George was like, oh, this is George Carroll Jr. I work with MLW. And I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting to see a lot, a lot, a lot of stories because, like you said, it's everybody's. You know, a lot of people are different because you know you don't get that old school. Hey, you're gonna you get so and so walking up to you backstage. Hey, I'm with so and so with this promotion. Hey, we'd love to have you in. It doesn't happen, like you said. If you're with MLW, I'm like that doesn't happen sometimes. But now, because are they based out of Orlando now, or are they up uh, north? Yeah, Court lives in New York. Uh, okay. And so I'm going to assume that the company's based out of where he lives uh, right. since he's the CEO. Right. But, you know, we film, we film in Orlando, we film in Dallas, Philly, uh, Chicago. Okay. So it's all over like, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. Okay. Oh, yeah. Cause I didn't know, like I said, obviously with, as you know, with like, like a, a AEW or a impact or um, any of these other promotions with like WWE, they have these in Orlando or Jacksonville right. or, or, you know, Toronto or whatever, those, the bubbles. Um, but it's just interesting. You see, it's like, okay, we, you start traveling a little bit more, but um, one I've had on, um, you may know, uh, Shea Edwards, he's out of Georgia as well. Yeah. I had him on a while ago, not a while ago, maybe last year. And he, first and foremost, one of the nicest guys in the business, first off, second off, he told me a story of how he is, he went to school to be in a business school and treats his, you know, merch, his online stuff as a business. Have you, you know, kind of worked your way into that as well, where you're starting to say, Hey, you know, this wrestling thing is, you know, I'm going to turn it into a business kind of thing. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, that was, I kind of took that, step probably two years ago mm -hmm. uh then last year i actually created the you know the llc for mm -hmm. the logan creed brand um and you know merch and stuff like that i have my own merch that i sell i have merch on pro wrestling tees um i don't sell as many pictures as brooklyn does obviously but you know she does she does really well with pictures and, <laughs> and selling pictures um but you know yeah no i definitely look at it like a business i, I keep up with all my paperwork, all my travel expenses. Um, and, you know, and I use that every year when it comes tax time. So, um, and I, I've always, that's one of my biggest pet peeves when, when younger guys talk to me or ask me for advice. Like, it's so funny because one of the first things I ask them is like, do you keep up with all your expenses? And they, you know, they kind of look like, what's this got to do with wrestling? And I'm like, this has everything to do with wrestling because you're missing out on so much money that you could be getting back, you know, just by keeping up with, with everything you're doing and literally everything from gym to clothes to food, because 
technically you're supposed to have a look and you know you're supposed to look like a wrestler and be a professional wrestler so all of these things are needed and required to do this job mm-hmm. um but so yeah no I, I definitely treat it like a business um and, and i have for a few years now yeah because it, it's good to see it like you said <clears throat> you get a lot of the younger kids guys gals whatever you will come in and say oh well, they'll just eh, what the heck they, they won't keep up with it and you know right. a couple years down the road they're you know, they're out of the business or they're not working as much or whatever the case may be. Um, and also, I, I tell them too, you know, until I treated it like a business, I wasn't as successful as I should have been. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the most important part was once, once it wasn't just, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a professional wrestler and it's fun. Once it was, I'm a professional wrestler and this is my job my entire career path changed my mindset changed and obviously you know you see you see the outcome it's not just like i'm saying it it, it actually became a reality yeah. so so then you're actually you're doing you're all in with this and so you you don't have like a quote unquote shoot job I do, actually do um i do uh i actually do um i job from home Okay. Um, and I, it's just sales so i'm mm-hmm. it's just more it's just, i'm just not selling anything to do with pro wrestling right right um but it doesn't interfere um, with with wrestling at all. I, you know, I could I could go right now. I could go Monday through Friday wherever I want to be, and I could go wrestle. Right. Um, yeah, because you see so many people, you know, a lot of, on the independent circle where they can't, you know, whether they get officially signed or whatever, they're still doing, you know, their shoot jobs or whatever the case may be, so they can get that, you know, that thing come that check coming in every week or every two weeks or whatever. But right. Um, I just recently, I don't know if you've seen it on, um, I saw it on Amazon Prime was the uh, Vampiro documentary. I have not seen it yet, um, but I am going to see it. Oh, I, literally, I, I, uh, I, I've, I still have probably goosebumps somewhere because I've, I've watched it numerous times. Um, and a buddy of mine does another podcast is doing something with him and hence why I ended up watching it. But first and foremost, just an outstanding story that he has first off, but the whole, you know, post-concussion stuff, the whole injuries through pro wrestling that we see now um, going further into you, once you get a little bit more seasoned into the business, I guess you could say, you know, how have you really, have you, you know, worked your move set around that we're saying hey i don't want to do this because of looking towards the future obviously for your kids uh that you know that that's plays a lot on my mind especially now yeah. um uh, when my last son got here i really started thinking about what happens afterwards um you know getting hurt obviously if you watch matches you're like oh he doesn't really care <laughs> he's not thinking about getting hurt at all um but you know I am, and I don't, I don't do anything that I don't know I can't do safely. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and not to say accidents happen every day. You, you can't control everything. But um, yeah, I, I would probably say I'm not going to be as big of a risk taker as I was when I was younger. Um, I say that now, and we may watch something a month from now. You're like, well, he's lied. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it. It's so it's hard, man, because I love I love pro wrestling, and it is so I'm I'm so willing to do whatever it takes to to make a show or make a you know match 
as memorable as it can possibly be. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, it's tough, you know, because like I, when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, like, I'm like, yeah, no, my kids are the most important thing in the world, but when I'm there and, and it's showtime and something needs to happen because it's just gotta be done for the sake of history, I'm probably going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's tough, you know, and like I said, I don't ever want to do anything to, to, to not be there for them. Um, so I'm never going to intentionally just go out and, and break my body or, or hurt myself. But, you know, it's, it, I don't, it's, <laughs> I've kind of run in a circle now, but. I get it. Um, you know, so many times now you get, you hear a lot of, whether it be professional sports, whether it be professional wrestling, you know, work, you know, corporate life, whatever the case may be. So often we see here so many people just getting burnt out over this, right. over that how have you kept your wrestling career fresh enough? Say, Hey, I'm still loving, you know, I'm still loving the travel. I'm still love going to, you know, New York, Chicago, Orlando to tape for MLW work for action, whatever the case may be. What are some of those things that you've taken, you know, not, not taken, but um, things that you've done to keep it fresh for guys out there that are thinking, Hey, I'm just getting burnt out over this whole pandemic thing. I can't work. I can't do this. You know, what have you done to really keep it fresh over the years? Uh, one of the things that, first of all, there's so much in independent wrestling I haven't done. You know, I, I've really just been a Southeast guy. And one goal that I set for myself, you know, probably last year was getting out of the Southeast and really starting to hit some of these bigger independent promotions across the United States. Um, so I, I guess what the, what has it or kept me from being burned out is just setting goals, you know, setting short-term goals, setting long-term goals, um, and not staying in one place and one promotion for too long. I think that burns guys out and really realize it. You know, because there's only so much you can do, especially on independent seating. If, you, if you're going to a show that fan base, it's pretty much the same fan base every show. Right. And once they've seen you for, you know, if you run two shows a month and that show for a year, that's 24 shows, two years in, you know, they've seen everything you've got. <clears throat> and if you've been in a storyline, you've kind of done everything you can do. Um, you got to kind of move on. You got to move to a, another place um, and, and start over. And that keeps it fresh because now you've got fresh people, you've got fresh opponents, you've got fresh fans. And you get to show them something new, and you get to learn something new, hopefully, from from these new guys you're around. So yeah, I mean that's one of the biggest things that's kept me from getting burnt out. Um, I haven't felt burnt out at all. I think I felt more burnt out this year because I couldn't wrestle. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was kind of it's kind of like that office job where you sit there for eight hours, and when you get done, you you feel like you you know you, you have zero energy. Mm -hmm. Because you're so used to doing something, yeah, yeah. That, that how to, you know, you don't know how to react. So I think this year has probably been tougher than any, just because I couldn't go, I couldn't get out and, and keep going. But you know, I just try to focus on you know, working out and the things I could control, um, and and you know, knowing in the back of my mind that eventually everything was going to come back, and I just needed to be ready to go when that time comes. So. I always ask this question to whether whoever I'm interviewing, whether they're in the, you know, a lot of people that are in the business, you know, I always like to 
uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, the trilogy of uh, Back to the Future. And I always ask, you know, the wrestling DeLorean question, you know, the <laughs> million dollar question itself. You know, you can go in the wrestling DeLorean. What, er, you can say era, match, promotion, what time for it? Where, where are you going back to, to see? Uh, am I seeing it live or am I being a part of it? Like, what are we doing? Because if I'm going back to be a part of it, I'm going back to to the uh, Attitude Era. Yeah. WCW, WWF, yeah. If, if I could go back and be a part of the business at a certain time, that would be it. Because that was that was when, you know, even through watching tapes and, and watching it my whole life growing up, that was when I absolutely fell in love with wrestling. Was flipping back and forth on Monday nights. And, and watching both products. Yeah, because I think that's a lot, you know, I think we're, about, we're at that same same era anyway. <laughs> so you see a lot of, you know, I, I was fortunate, people keep, you know, they love hearing the story at the same time that I have, but they always say, oh, I don't want to hear it. So you say it every show. I'm like, well, yeah, but I like saying it because it brings up <laughs> memories. Is, you know, I grew up, my, grand, my grandmother had a, uh, one of those big, big ass satellite dishes in her backyard. Yes. And we're like 50 yards, and we were 50 yards away from each other. So we could actually, you know, she'll put, a, she put a line to our house. So I'm like, all right, every Monday night, my parents never wanted me to watch Monday Night Raw. So all I did, all I watched was WCW Nitro. And, and now looking back at it now, I'm like, I'll admit I was a huge Goldberg fan back in the day. Now it's like, now you know what he, what happened. It's like, okay, now he's a little bit stiff ski in the, uh, in, in the rig. but yeah, it's just, you go back to that time frame, you know, and I always wanted to go back and watch a lot. Of, I watched a lot of the old, uh, you know, mid Atlantic, uh, all the old WCCW stuff. And it's just, you see all the Von Erics and the Freebirds and flair horsemen. It's like, man, I just want to go back to him. Like, you go back to when, you know, I was my son's age or I was, you know, even younger, go, you know, mid eighties. It's like, man, that great time to be a fan or be in the game, you know? Right. Um, it's, uh, I, I was, we actually had the same exact story as far as growing up watching because uh, my dad was a, was, you know, um, he wasn't a pastor at the time, but he was almost there. Uh, so Raw was, was, <laughs> was not supposed to be watched in my house. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we would, me and my little brother, we would, uh, I remember, I would make him sit at the door uh, so he could hear down the hall. And uh, we would flip, we'd flip it back around. And we would just sit and we'd watch it. And then if you heard somebody coming, we'd flip it back and go, you see what I mean? And watch <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's kind of what we were at. But it, it was literally, it's literally the same story. Like, big satellite dish, we had it. Uh, so that's crazy, man. But yeah, it's just now it's like, I hate it. It's like back now I feel so old. My wife always makes fun. Oh, you're sounding just like your father. I'm like, gosh, shut <laughs> up. But, it just, it, but that's one of those things where, you know, it, back in my day, this is when I was watching wrestling. Or it brings you back to, you know, those memories when you're a little watching these matches. And that's so many people are they're like, oh, you know, they use that F word. Oh, you know, it's fake, right? Yeah. <sighs> and you just kind of do one of these and it's like, <laughs> it's predetermined just get it right um yeah. you know it's just like you, you just fall in love with it all over again and like my why do you keep on watching why do you keep on doing it because it brings back the nostalgic you know what i mean it's always right. plays back to those the first time you saw hogan rip off the shirt or you, the first time you saw 
you know, Macho King Randy Savage come out on the throne with, you know, Queen Sherry or, or whatever. But it's just, it, it always, you know, stands to tell the time, you know, right. you, for, sports will come and go, but wrestling will always be there. That's what I always say, because it's always going to be there. And what form we never know, but it's always going to be there. Right. Um, lastly, you know, first and foremost, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on the show. Um, oh, I loved it. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah. Um, lastly, you know, down the road, whether it's five years down the road, 10 years down the road, three years down, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, what do you want the Logan Creed, the heathen Logan Creed, the legacy to be left on this business? You know, I just want to be remembered as a, as a, you know, somebody that could be easy to work with. You know, I want to be remembered as somebody that was there, that, that did what they were asked, that did the best job that I could do each and every single time I went out. And, you know, that's, I think that's the most important thing to me is just that I did, you know, I did the best job I could do every single night. Um, because that's, that's all I've ever wanted to do is just, you know, leave it leave a good reputation of my name and, and the person that I was. And if I said I was going to do something, I did. And if somebody was asked to do something, I did it to the best of my ability, regardless of what it was. Um, and I think that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. But I, you know, can't get much better than that, folks. You know, if you guys, like I said, if you guys aren't following Logan Creed, I highly suggest you go over social medias, all that good stuff, follow them. Logan, how would they be able to do that? Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, it's at the Logan Creed. Um, so yeah, please go give me a follow on, on any of those outlets. Uh, and then if you want to check out the t-shirts that I have on Pro Wrestling Tees, it's at the Heathen Logan Creed um, at Pro Wrestling Tees. Um, but yeah, go follow me, check me out, keep up with what's going on. There's constant stuff being posted. Uh, and I hope it just continues to grow from here. Awesome. Yeah, I, I definitely look forward to you know what what you got coming through the uh, down the pipelines with MLW with all your independent yeah. stuff I'm definitely digging everything that you've done over the years and everything that you've done currently so definitely love keep up the good work and uh you know to the moon <laughs> thank you brother I appreciate it man Another great episode is in the books. A big thank you goes out to the heathen Logan Creed for coming on this week's episode I apologize about that little audio issue towards the end of that show. Uh, he was on a roll. I really didn't want to uh, stop him from talking, his great story. Um, so I apologize for that, uh, for that last, probably I think it's about 10 minutes or so. Um, but sit back, relax, enjoy the whole thing in general. Uh, he has great stories. Go follow him on social media. Uh, go follow him uh, wherever you get to see matches uh, through Action Wrestling down in Georgia. Uh, absolutely fantastic talent and as well as on MLW as well. Uh, with this being the Thanksgiving episode, I want to thank each and every one of you that is listening right now, that is listening in the future, that has listened in the past, and it will continue to listen. Uh, without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this. Without you guys, I wouldn't be loving what I'm doing with this show. Uh, I'm thankful for each and every one of you, and I hope you understand that and realize that, and I send you the best wishes on uh, this Thanksgiving. Safe, healthy for you, your family, and your loved ones. 
Um, to all the friends out there of the show, thank you very much for always being there. Um, and just thank you for your friendship. Um, just keep on keeping on. And, you know, one day, you know, we'll go to the moon together with this. Um, so with that being said, uh, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Uh, but if you head over to whatamaneuver.net, check out the store. Um, you know, I'm not going to shill too much today. I'm just going to say thank you for each and every one of you. Go over to uh, PowerSlam TV and use a promo code RingsideRants to get your first 30 days free. Uh, check out Full Press Coverage. Download the app on iOS and Android. Full Press Coverage uh, on, uh, online. We do Saturday wrestling, each and every one of us. The huge, great lineup that it is between myself, Talkamania Boots to the Face, Irish Whip, Chaos Theory, The Crossbody Podcast, each and every one of those shows are absolutely fantastic and I'm proud to be associated with them and I'm proud to be associated with Full Press Coverage. Follow them on Twitter at FP underscore coverage and Full Press Radio as well. Uh, thrilled to be part of the family over at Fight.TV as well. Check them out, go set up an account. Absolutely fantastic streaming site for all your professional wrestling, MMA, boxing and beyond. Thank you so much. Thank you to the Ad Free Shows family, uh, new member of that, being a top guy. Thank you to the NWA fam. Go over and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ringside rant on Facebook at facebook.com slash ringside rant. Check out These Wolves, fantastic band. Thank you so much, Darren, for allowing me to play your great song, Worth the Pain, as a theme song for the ringside rant. Subscribe across all your major podcasting platforms. Give us a five-star review as well. And as always, welcome to Ranters Nation.